many bears is that? Hey, we're recording right now. I think Eric hit the button. If not, we'll find out in uh, like 45 minutes. This is No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson. I am the host. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play uh, one of your songs there at the beginning. If you want to know more about Circle of Heat, they're a Minneapolis band. Look them up. They're on Facebook. I think they have a Twitter account. Uh, they play around town. Go check them out. I have. They're amazing. I love them. They're amazing. And Andy Erickson is here, and she loves them, too. They're so good. They're so good. You can dance to every song, and you can jump to every song, and you can even bring your own instruments and play with them. Have you done that? Well, I brought maracas, and actually, we got in trouble because we weren't keeping beat. So you can't can't actually do that, but you could if you wanted to. (laughs) My guest is here. It's Andy Erickson. She has spoken. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited about starting a band. I think I'm going to switch careers. So you know, that'd be a good time for you. <laughs> that'd be you know things that actually. Well, I'm glad you said that. This is an intervention. Oh no. I've seen <laughs> I've seen how your career has been yeah. kind of plateauing. It and just made a giant plateau. I just don't. I don't know. You should consider always have a fallback, and if it's a band with maracas. Then I'm good. I'll just do maracas for the whole band. Yeah. Yeah, then I can, I don't know. But you know what? I like plateaus. I think they're pretty. (laughs) (laughs) They're so cool. If World didn't have plateaus, it would just be like round and dumb. Or one giant hill that never ends. one giant hill that never ends. You need to plateau. We can't just keep going. You're right. That's true. Thank you. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You can go on forever and ever and ever. So I want to set the scene here. Um, We're tricking everyone because you're listening to this um, in what's your present and it is in our future. Yeah. Because uh, we'll be honest here. And this is New Year's Eve week. You're here in town doing a show with Kermit. A P.O.? Yep. And who else is working? Robert Burrill. Robert Burrill. Very funny man. He's been not... I must be th- I must be liking a lot of his comments uh-huh. on Facebook or he's yeah. you, tweeting or commenting or whatever a lot more because I see his stuff all the time now and it's oh, yeah. very funny. That happens where like if you like someone's stuff and then like it again, you see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my husband actually, he gets... Do you know who Jeff Tate, Jeff Tate is? Oh, not Jeff Tate. I get him confused with Dave Waite. Do you know who Dave Waite is? He's uh, a comedian. Okay, no. Super funny, but he I got... do know Jeff Tate. But you do know I... Jeff Tate. We well, should have stuck with that. Well, pretend. Okay, Jeff Tate. He gets an update, literally a notification anytime he posts something, likes something, does anything. And he's like, oh, I guess Jeff Tate or Dave Waite are doing something. And he can't turn it off. He can't figure it out. Weird. Anyways. Weird. Very weird. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Mm-hmm. Facebook's a mystery, but mm-hmm. someday we're all going to get rich because Mark Zuckerberg's going to give us a million dollars or yeah. something. For I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm totally cool with that too. Andy, I have been looking forward to talking to you for a long time oh, now. Good. Since yeah. the last, I mean, it's been a while since you've been on this podcast. Yeah, and a lot has happened. Yeah, last time I was at Acme was in May of last year. I don't even think I was here. Mm-mm. Or do you, I don't think I did the podcast. No, I don't think so. I did the podcast last May. And that was right around the time, like right before I got married, and I was filming the show thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much has happened. Yeah. Where do we start? So you, uh, let's start there. You got married. Yes, I got married on May twenty fourth, which I, I accidentally put the wrong date on all our thank yous. I put May twenty fifth, 
<laughs> was it originally scheduled at 25? No, I just thought it, that number sounded better, like 525-2015. So I was yeah. like, fives. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I just was like, that's the day we got married. And I was like, technically, the party went into over midnight, so it was kind of partly the 25th. But no, I messed up there. But whatever. People don't really care what day you got married. <laughs> I mean, maybe we do, but no one else really does. But um, Oh, whatever. You will when the anniversary yeah. comes around. I know. <laughs> I will. If that present shows up, or that card shows <laughs> up on the 25th. You know what? He'll get an extra day. That's actually good for all of us. Okay, yeah. He, my husband hasn't bought me a Christmas present yet. What? Yeah, he was like, I'll do it eventually. He was like, do you really want something? I'm like, yes, I do. I want a present. But he was busy. <laughs> Did you get him anything? Yeah, I got him like three things. Well, I knew we were going to be coming to Minnesota for holidays, so I planned ahead and ordered stuff to be there before we left. But he forgot to do that. Oh. <laughs> like, That's okay. Get it when you come back. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. So you had it like delivered to your... Do my. I had stuff delivered to my parents' house, and then I had stuff delivered to my house back in L.A. Very smart. But, um, but yeah, we got married May 24th here, and we actually got married at Acme in the showroom that we're standing in right now. Yes. And it was awesome. And it was Tim... Harm- Tim Harmson and Mikkel Budge, a.k.a. Mary Mack, they were the officiants of the wedding, and it was so awesome. It was so perfect. It was so weird being in Acme and just looking out and just being like, this is my entire family. They came to my show. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it was really, Free really tickets. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah, got a free got ticket. Free tickets. Well, they had to bring a gift. Um, <laughs> but everyone came and everyone got a stuffed animal. Aww. We put them on all the chairs, the stuffed animal wedding. And then we had, the theme was unicorns and turtles. So we had unicorns and turtles everywhere. Perfect. And then we read quotes from Harry Potter during the ceremony, too. I really? Know. I didn't I hear this part. Yeah, I know. My mom was crying for uh-huh. very different reasons. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's the joke I tell. <laughs> because she wanted us to talk about God during our service, but we were like, we're going to just talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> We read from Harry Potter instead of the Bible. It was really fun. We also had a quote about um, sandwiches taking over the planet. That was another reading. Oh. I know. You're like, was this a wedding? <laughs> well, is, uh, you know, I, I uh, Derek, of course, the con- the uh, one of the managers mm-hmm. here, married another manager here, Lauren. Yes. And they had a yes, uh, sort I of. Yes, I know. <laughs> missed it that yeah. sounded so awesome i showed up late you did? uh yes i only got there for the reception but yeah. people that were there got to see you a see pretty wacky one with I mike know. lester yep instead of uh mary and tim that's so crazy yeah i love it i got married in october <gasps> oh there, my gosh. W- there were no comedians involved though. oh no a... i we had my uh my wife's uncle oh, he cool. did the uh you know he was the efficient. Well, congratulations. But I did have Tim Slagle offer many times. That's so funny. And I was like, dude, I want you to so bad, but I yeah, can't bail on the family thing. Family, yeah. yeah. I can't do it. I know. Did, did you do, uh, we have so much Last Comic Standing to talk about yeah. and all that tour and everything, but um, did you go on a honeymoon? Because mine's coming up, and that's why yeah. we're recording this early. Oh, gotcha. Is because I'm going to be in Jamaica. Oh, nice. Uh, in uh, the middle of January. That's great. Yeah. So that's apologies great. to Cy, our buddy Cy Amundsen, who oh, you've been so on the mine sh- will be airing his week. Cy week. Okay. Oh, yes. hey, hey, everyone! This is Cy Amundsen. <laughs> Ooh, I love my hair and everything about my body. <laughs> Sai, you are the handsomest comedian I've ever seen. Do, I know. Would you is. care to comment? He's so handsome. <laughs> I kind of wish he would marry like a relative so he could be part of my family. And um, I do kind of wish that. 
I think he has a girlfriend, though. But I just really like Sai. So, Sai, I'm sorry I made you sound like I did before. I, Hi, everyone. I'm Sai. <laughs> I don't know why. That just keeps coming out because uh, imitation is the best form of flattery. Yes. So... One of my, one of the, I'm not just saying this because you're here, but one of the favorite, my favorite episodes I've ever done here. The, I'm definitely the most high energy was yeah. when you were here with Sai. Oh, yeah. If you remember that. That was so fun. Yeah. I have to listen to that again. <laughs> yeah. That was, was really cool. It was nuts. It's out there. Mm-hmm. Please look it up. I will. So you're going to Jamaica. I'm going to Jamaica. So when this, dro- when this drops, mm-hmm. I will be in the sun. Okay, well. And you will probably not be in Minnesota anymore. Oh, my gosh. I might be back. I'm coming back a lot. Because I'm coming back here to do a college. And then I'm coming back again to do another thing. <laughs> I saw... I, you're working, I know, February uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. In Minnesota. Courtyards of Andover, yeah. In what? Courtyards of Andover. Yes. And the reason I know that is because I subscribed to Groupon. <gasps> is there a Groupon for me? Yes. That's so cool. Have you seen it? No. Yeah. That's awesome. Is my picture on it? Yes. Ah. Yeah, with the whole so I actually cool. have a copy of it here. I oh have my God. There's a whole there's a whole write-up on everything. So I I think the new thing is not you've made it once you've like, you know, got mm-hmm. like some TV cred. Mm-hmm. I think it's when you show up on Groupon. On Groupon. Yeah. That's so cool. And you Andy Erickson have now shown up on Groupon. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um Let's talk about Last Comic Standing. Yeah. Because that all happened since the last time we've talked. Yeah. Now, where do I want to start? Obviously, now I know a lot of people know that that's record. Like the beginning of that stuff is recorded mm-hmm. way in, you know, yeah, several months in advance. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. So, how was it for you keeping a secret? Well, luckily there were a ton of comedians who were doing it and were who were a part of it, and you don't really need to keep it a secret from the people who were like also auditioning. Mm-hmm. Like when you got auditions, you kind of kept it a secret and you had to keep it a secret how far you moved on. You couldn't really talk about it. But mm-hmm. luckily in the community, so many people already know mm-hmm. that. And they were also like, I had friends who were at the tapings with me. So there were people you could talk to, but it was crazy because it was a long process because I started auditioning back in September of 2014 and it didn't end up filming until may of 2015 so that was like several months later that's a, a long time. process yeah and then once we started like filming it went really quick it was only four weeks i think total filming maybe even only three i did four rounds and filmed it all but my parents they just my whole family well five of them they decided to fly out to come to the taping so they were there so they knew they knew how it went so that like totally takes a load off like okay my family knows okay because okay, yeah. they were here yeah and i can't be like i don't know how they found out it's like they flew in they were sitting there they watched it go and that was it'd like, be weirder if they didn't know yeah it really would and I, they flew in and came to like the head-to-head round and i um like i was like if I hadn't moved on, then there was one more show I wouldn't be doing. So I was like, hopefully I move on. And luckily I did. So they got to see me twice. Okay. So I'm, so I'm do the finals. But what they do, though, is for the finals is they film multiple endings. So no one really knows who wins kind of a thing. So I didn't have to keep much a secret. But it really was hard. <laughs> they filmed multiple endings? Yeah, they filmed multiple endings. <laughs> what? Maybe that's supposed to be a secret. But I feel like people kind of know that. I don't know. They do it at like. American Idol and stuff too, I think. I think. Really? I don't want the audience to get the word out. Because if the audience sees someone win, they're going to tweet about it and talk about it. Sure. And the audience is just regular people. Yeah. Mm. So what, can you say, what, like, what, what was another thing that was filmed then? 
They just filmed um, Clayton English winning, and then they filmed me winning. <laughs> they really did? Yes, they did. They dropped confetti on me, did the whole thing. They filmed it, and I was like, I thought I won. I was like, oh, my God, I won. I won. It was really cool, but I didn't know it was either me or Clayton. Um, Which one happened first? Uh, Clayton's was first. And then they did his, and then they did mine, and it was just like. So they they got the guy sweeping the confetti yeah, out of the way. They, did, they, cleaned, they took a long time and like cleaned it all up and reset, and then just kind of did like the order, like who got fifth, fourth, third, second, and then I was surprised even because I had originally been like in the third position, so I was like, okay, I obviously didn't. I'm not going to be in the part of this. It's going to be Dominique. But then they like flipped it around, and then we're like. Then they had me up against Clayton, and then Clayton, they were like, Clayton's second. And I was like, oh, my God. And people came up from the audience and were, like, hugging me. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I won. So, like, maybe in if Steve Harvey was hosting. Yeah, no won. kidding. Of course I'm thinking of the same thing <laughs> yeah, right now. Know. But we knew going into it that they were going to do multiple oh, okay. endings. They weren't just, like, keeping us in the dark. Yeah. Weird. They do that a lot in TV. Okay. they don't want people to. Oh, it completely makes sense. I guess know. I never had heard that. Yeah. It was nuts, so. It was kind of fun though, being like, "Oh, maybe I would." But <laughs> I hope they lose the tape. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. <laughs> well, I got to change history. She did yeah, win. I know. And then, yeah, but it was nuts, and it was it was crazy, like not telling people too, because I really I was so afraid of losing anything I had achieved that I was like, "What if something comes out, and then I end up like not getting to go on the tour, or like I was just so nervous, mm-hmm. which I think they make you feel nervous, which I don't know how nervous you really need to be, but like I think everyone's like, okay, we're not actually some people were totally telling people, but anyways, mm-hmm. I was keeping a secret, and I even went and did an open mic at the comedy store in l a and I did the open mic, and this was after it had all filmed, and I went on stage, and then I was just doing my silly thing, and afterwards the guy was like, "Was this your first time?" And I was like, "No." I wanted to tell him I was going to be on Last Comic Standing. Yeah. I was like, no. And I just said, I'm going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was all I really got out. And I want to go back in there and see the people that are going to be like, remember me? Yeah. Last year, we thought it was my first time. Wow. Like, I've been doing this for seven years at the time, you know, so. Now, one of the, uh, and as, as I was teasing you a little bit before we started recording, that it's amazing how much I've seen you, you know, how much TV time you got, and then all the write-ups here locally. Yeah, locally was nuts, too. Actually, our show at Mystic Lake, because we went on tour, so we did 79 shows. 78 were part of the tour, but we did an- another one. 79? Um, 79. In how many days? In 94 days. Wow. Um, and, but that was like, but for the most part, it was six to seven days a week like it, we got a few days off at the end that made it like it was mostly like most of the tour was in 90 days in so we really only got a few days off it was nuts wow and when we went to mystic lake because we were doing like mostly theaters and casinos okay so mostly you know we were getting you know or, or 500 was kind of the lowest but up to like 2000 was like the people so it was really nuts like you're performing for usually around a thousand people at and every it was single the, show and it was the five the top it was five. the top five yeah yep. but we got to mystic lake and they had 20 2100 people which was the most they'd had at any of the shows in any place so wow. like, i think they did a really good job promoting it yeah for me. and i did get a lot, ton of airtime. like i think i even got more than clayton I, who won i bet you did yeah, yeah, so I was really lucky. And I, I I mean, I made friends with all the people. Everyone did. We made friends with all the people filming it because we were hanging out with them for so long. And sure. They came to my house to film. So yeah. I think it was just fun hanging out with them and 
and uh, they wanted to show more of me. And I was probably gave them a bunch of extra footage. So I was just doing a bunch of weird stuff. And they were <laughs> like, all right, we'll do that. I think it worked out in my favor the fact that I like didn't get off stage on time and like tried to riff with um, Anthony Jeselnik. So it was really fun, and I, it was it was nuts. What what was uh what was he like? Did you Anthony get, was yeah. so cool. Was he? Like he would come in before the shows were recording and he'd come in and give us like a pep talk and was just totally himself and his character and but and, and himself as well. Um but it was just really cool and it was so fun talking to him and we didn't really get to see him much. Like we were kind of like we weren't able to see or look at the judges until we were on stage. Like we weren't able to interact with them at all. We weren't able to interact with Anthony. It was like super. You're in this room. You guys stay here. So we didn't really get to hang out with him only on stage. That was the only interaction okay. we really got okay. before, except for like little meeting before. So like we were all hanging out and like becoming best friends, which would have been cool. But <laughs> but he was really cool. I know people would say things like, "It seemed like he." That he like so many people had negative things to say about him, but it's like they weren't even showing a portion of all the like a tiny percent of all the funny things he was saying because he was hilarious, and I think everyone knew he was hilarious, but it just didn't quite make sense because they really needed him to make fun of the judges more because they were saying all these crazy things, but they think they cut timeouts at the same time. It's like they have to show a hundred comedians and then we have a small time, yeah. so I wish they could have given him more time to to interact with every yeah, I watched hilarious yeah I obviously watched every uh, episode because there's so many people I know yes, that are on the I show know. and uh, I, I think that I've watched pretty much every season mm-hmm. not not every episode like I did this year but yeah. uh, I think he's the best judge I uh, do uh, host, host that they've ever I had too yeah because he was able to I think just you know bring his own flair to it but was really funny. And the other judges were funny too, but it was definitely, he was able to bring a darker side mm-hmm. to it where I think other judges might be, or other hosts might be afraid to be negative, but he's, that's his wheelhouse. So he yeah. can kind of do it. So it was really cool. And it was fun interacting with him. Like I want to do, I would love to just like do, I'm trying to get him to do my podcast. <laughs> but I asked him one time if, if he would do my show. And I said, I'd make him a friendship bracelet. And he said, I only buy factory made. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's great. He's pretty funny. But yeah, so that was crazy. But the entire taping was probably, people thought it must have been so exciting. And I think comics know, but it was like, it was just, it was the most stressful time of my life. I was so nervous about messing up, forgetting my jokes. Like I was insanely nervous and I have a heart condition and I was like, I was like, my heart's being crazy because obviously because i'm freaking out so like i had my blood pressure taken a couple times you did like took extra med like heart blood pressure medicine really but i hadn't seen my doctor in a few months and i was just nervous like what if something happened and i also didn't want to tell him i had like a life-threatening heart condition because it's under wraps i was like i don't want to get kicked off the show so i'm like no i'm cool it's just a little hard thing (laughs) just Oh, my. valve might burst, but no, it wasn't that close. Oh, no, it's not even that serious <laughs> no, I, at all. It was just, but it was, it was in the back of my mind. So part of me is just of like, course. it was like, should I, part of me was like, as I advanced, I was like, should like, I'd be fine with not advancing because I don't know if I'm going to die. Oh, no. I know. It was terrifying, but I would meditate and just like hang out with my stuffed animals in the back and just try to like stay calm. But then it happened on the second episode. That I was on, I forgot my jokes on stage. My biggest fear, and it happened. <laughs> I was just up there like, ah, 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 I'm a cat. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> and that's how I got out of it, and it worked out. But I was like, so my biggest fear happened. I was able to get out of it. But then I was like, the next round, I was like, if I forget my jokes, I, I 
can't just be a cat again. <laughs> and he goes, like, maybe I could be a different animal? I was like, no, I can't just be the comedian who gets uncomfortable and makes animal sounds. Like, right. That can't be me. I was so nervous. There isn't one yet, so maybe really? you could be. Oh, gosh. Maybe it is me then. <laughs> but it was so exciting, and I'm glad I had my family there, and it it was it was really cool. And everyone in the comedy scene was so supportive and excited and cheering me on, so mm-hmm. the viewing parties were so fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like back in Minnesota, we I would watch people would take pictures of all their viewing parties. I was like, it felt cool. Like it was so weird because like it didn't feel real. And even and on tour, it, it like it was so weird because it felt real, but then it didn't. And you're just kind of like, you're not in your normal life. So you don't really get to experience what it's like to even, I don't know, because we just finished filming that we went on tour. Yeah. I want to, no, I read, I didn't know this. You, when they used to do those like just anybody can show up and try mm-hmm. to audition. You actually showed up for one I of those auditioned, here? Yeah, yeah, in 2007. Here, yeah, I, never I waited outside. I had never even been inside the club. Like, oh. uh-uh, I had never even, I didn't, my friends told me about this place, but that was all I kind of knew that that's where auditions are being held. And I got, my mom drove me here. I had just had back surgery a couple months before, a few months before. So technically I was still recovering. I had my back brace on. Oh. I think I, I left it with my mom for the audit. I was like, mom, I'm not going to need this. I'm going <laughs> in, you know? And I, um, we drove the night before down to me and we barely even like really knew this area. So we drove down at like, Maybe like 10 p.m. the night before. Went and kind of scoped it out. And we're like, okay, just to see if maybe there are people already waiting in line. And there weren't. And my, I think my mom went in and asked. And it was it was the Monday night open mic. Mm-hmm. So she went in. She's like, oh, wow, it's packed. And then the next day, my mom dropped me off at like 5 a.m. Like I'm, I was 19 or 20. I think I was just turned 20. I was 20 years old. My, and my mom just drops me off in the city and I'm just like, okay, I'm in the, now I'm just here. It's really dark and there's a long line. And I just go and I just get in line and I don't know anybody. And I'd never been to a, like a comedy club. And I was so, I was just trying to make friends with people. And I, I did. I made friends with people in the, in the, in the line. Yeah, I bet. But then as the day went on, like the line was barely progressing. And then we found out that the comics, which is their prerogative, but they started their own list. And they'd already put their names on the list, so they didn't have to come in until later. Yeah. So there were people who hadn't even been waiting in line who were, ended up being in front of us. And we were like, oh, I was so bummed. But Like Doug Benson probably wasn't waiting in line with No, him. and they had people who had appointments who were just getting walked right. in. You know, So it was, it was just this whole other world where I'd seen the show on TV and just thought people waited in line who had never done comedy. They went on stage, did comedy, and they became famous. <laughs> like I literally just had no comprehension that comedy – and I talked to other comics who felt the same way. They didn't know it was a job. They didn't know it was a thing. I just thought people were funny, did it. Whatever, that was her thing. Like, yeah. that's just what I thought it was. Yeah. I, I was so dumb. But, so I didn't get to do it. But luckily I didn't because if I had, my first time doing stand-up comedy would have gone horrible. Yeah. Because it would have been me telling some dumb jokes to three people in, like, an empty room. They would have said, you're not ready. What are you doing here? We're going to use this for our B-roll potentially. That's all it would have been. Mm-hmm. And I never would have done comedy again. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine being like, okay, I should do this <laughs> for a living. It <laughs> that felt good. That felt good. <laughs> So waiting in out. line for nothing. It worked out that I got there too late. And I don't know. It worked out. Because then a few months later in August of that year, I came back, did the open mic, had a fun time. It was packed crowd on Monday, had had a good set. Yeah. Had been practicing the one from last comic standing for months and months. <laughs> and I knew what I was – I did tweak it, obviously, yeah. once I, like, started getting into it. But anyways, 
Yeah. So how much? You, how much material would have you had if you came? If you got in that night, two minutes, three? Did you have three minutes? Well, I wouldn't have had material that I knew would work. But the reason I was able to even do well when I first started comedy was because I'd been writing a joke blog. Kind of like George Carlin in his books, he has like his stories. So it's his stand-up. Then he has like his one-liners. I'd been writing one-liners for two years and I had over 300 posts of just jokes. And so I had a ton of jokes and I even had feedback from family and friends for which ones they liked and didn't like. So I had something to go okay. off of. And those were the jokes that I even have that first set I ever have on recording. And some of those jokes were like are still in my act. <laughs> so it's like I, I luck, luckily I, I maybe could have pulled together but i wouldn't have been able to memorize it like yeah. i can't even do it now i'm doing eight years like it would have been a complete train wreck right but i might have been able to no i just wouldn't it just wouldn't have worked i saw that uh i saw some post you did about uh not being able to do the walmart joke yeah on tv yeah. i wasn't able to say walmart and they're like we'll just switch it to kmart and i'm like i can't just switch it to kmart People respect Kmart. <laughs> no, they don't. But <laughs> you can find one. I know. And then they also wanted you needed to get people to sign if you'd mention them in your jokes. And I had a joke about my grandma. And they're like, you need to get her to sign this. I'm like, she's not with us anymore. And they're like, are you sure? <laughs> like, yeah. What? I know. And other comedians had that same experience where they're like, hey, we just want to make sure. I was like, don't worry. Like, she's not going to sue you. That would be very difficult. How common is that when on so? Is that every time people perform on, on television? TV, yeah. Yeah. They make you sign something saying that because they don't want to get sued. And um, that's what I, at least I assume. I've heard of comedians getting in trouble for not, I think Ari Shafir, is that him? He made fun hmm. of that woman with one arm. Yeah. I think that was him. But I was like, I'm surprised they didn't ask him to get a signature because you can't just, you can't, because you can even mention someone. Like, and not even my name. You just say my grandma. Like, you can't even talk about people without them. Signing. No kidding. Yeah. We couldn't say Taco Bell. We couldn't say Walmart. There's a whole bunch of things that you couldn't make fun of. So it was kind of tricky. It was a huge process. You had to submit your jokes. They would send them to legal and all their teams, like three different judges or lawyers or people would look through them and then get back to you. That's got to be weird, like having people go over your stuff. It was like, weird. It's just... Yeah. And luckily, I didn't really have many issues, just the like one Walmart joke, I think. Yeah. And I kind of knew what not to submit to. Everyone kind of knew. But they were saying, like, I was like, how hard is the shot? And they're just like, it's awful. Yeah. Because comedians don't know what clean is. Some of them do, some of them don't. Some of them think their jokes are clean, and they're not. Yeah. Like, you're talking about your butthole, sir. How is this clean? <laughs> well, you know. It's like, no, that's a dirty joke. <laughs> and then they're, then they're like arguing back and forth with, with them. They're like, we can't talk about what comes out of your butthole or what goes into your butthole mm -hmm. <laughs> on national television. Maybe I'm sure they could find a way to make it work, but yeah, those conversations are surreal. Yeah, I can't believe we're debating no. whether it's yeah. No, and uh, there were so they're like it's. They said it's really hard. And I was like, I get that because I work clean, so I kind of know. But if you don't work clean or don't really care about it or think about it, then yeah, you just you just know what works. If it works, who cares? But TV were cares. were you prepared to have so many people know you? All, you know, all of a sudden, I don't know. It was weird because. I do get recognized more and it's really fun, like airports and Walmarts and like at bars and stuff like randomly. So it's really, I wasn't expecting that. And every time it happens, it's still exciting. Like, and I, I, I know it'll like go as the year, the months go down, I feel like people will remember me less. But like when I was at Disney World, I got recognized like four times, <laughs> like just by just a bunch of different people. That's it was cool. really cool. 
And I think it helps wearing my pigtails. I get recognized more often, but sometimes not. I won't even wear my pigtails. And like at people were like buying my picture and it was really, really cool. But then I also get how it could get annoying. <laughs> like, I was like, if you're my level of famous, which is like not at all. And I get bugged, you know, a little bit, barely, like hardly ever. Um, imagine being, I don't know, like Tom Cruise mm-hmm. or even anyone who's just a little bit famous. Like, that's insane. Like, you can't even live your life, I imagine. Did you see uh, Macaulay Culkin spent Christmas in Minnesota? No way. With uh, Sean Harmar, superstar? Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. They went out and had uh, a Hedgie's Pizza. So people were taking pictures in of In No, Harmar Superstar tweeted it out. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And like there's a picture of Macaulay Culkin like sitting on the couch with the family and That's really cool. Family. I yeah. love Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, He's right. Like a cool dude. Uh-huh. I know I I would I would talk to him. I know I'd be too afraid. I'd be too afraid. Did you so that's a, you just brought something up there. Did, have yeah. you have you met some uh, big celebs in your um, in the well, last year then? From work doing the show, I mean, I got to meet Wanda Sykes. I met her and I went walked into a bathroom and she was in there and she was talking to someone else. It was like apparently someone wanted to take a picture with her. And Wanda was like, "Oh no, I don't do pictures in the bathroom." You know, and I'm like, "Oh, you know, I put my phone away." Like, "Okay, now I know for sure like don't I was like good idea okay so then I just I was gonna just go like wash my hands and instead I just went into the bathroom to like hide in one of the stalls and I just kind of stood there and (laughs) and then as she was leaving she comes and knocks on the stall and I guess like she could just tell I was standing like I'm six foot one I'm sure she could see my pigtails on top like (laughs) she could probably see most of my head like except my eyes I'm thinking I'm hiding (laughs) and she knocks and goes she goes you're really funny and I'm like and then I poke my head up and go Thank you. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I poke my head back down, and she walks out. <laughs> I know, cause she, yeah, she'd seen me at some of like she went to the auditions and yeah. see us. And then at the rap party, I got to hang out with Norm Macdonald. Not hang out. I got to see him and talk to him. Norm Macdonald and Anthony Jeselnik and Roseanne Barr, and they were all really cool and really nice. And it was really fun. Yeah, so but you like cool. well, while the show's recording, you literally don't you cross don't, paths with them at all, do you? No, yeah. they like it's. They sequester us, and yeah. then they even when we're changing locations, they're like, "Okay, where's Norm? Okay, I'm sure they have code words for him. Like, where's Mama Bear yeah. or whatever? Or the Admiral? Where's the Admiral? Yeah, good one. <laughs> and so, yeah, so they, you know, <laughs> where's Burt Reynolds? Turd <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ferguson. Yeah, Turd Ferguson. <laughs> so they, yeah, it was it was definitely weird, but it, it was it was cool. How about like uh, you know like from watching the show they you know they came up with their own impressions of what mm-hmm. they thought of you. How was that? Oh, the the audience or no, the, the judges? The, yeah, that was cool. Like what they said, their feedback. Mm-hmm. Well, the first round, Roseanne made a comment like, "You have such an annoying voice. How can you be a comedian?" And I was like, I took it personally. I was like. I mean, I know it's annoying, but okay. And then obviously it was a joke about how she has an annoying voice. And so she was standing up and everyone was clapping and cheering. But in my head, I was only thinking about myself. And I was like, oh, that means she doesn't like me. She hates me. She Mm -hmm. thinks I'm annoying. But she was just making a joke. So I was freaking out. And uh, Norman Keenan said just, I think they said nice things too. But it was also, they were kind of like, we're going to see. Because Keenan was like, you have to keep having good jokes. Like, make sure your jokes are, they have to be very strong. And that's kind of what Norm said. And I was just kind of like, yeah. Gonna try to have strong jokes. <laughs> I was like, cool, but the whole time I'm just like, okay, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, you, oh my god, ah! And then that was when I like messed up. Like I, 
they, they do a quick walkthrough of like how it's going to work. Like you're going to go stand here, then here. And then I was like one of the only people who was using a mic stand. So they didn't tell me what to do afterwards, but I knew everyone was bringing stuff off. But I'm like, okay, do I bring the mic stand? Am I allowed to touch it? I'm yeah. freaking out. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> just kind of set everything on the ground <laughs> and then just walked out. <laughs> Doesn't he, didn't he then say, take it with you or something? Yeah, I think that's what um, they said, take it with you. And then, um, Anthony was like, leave the dress. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so funny. But it was scary, though, because like I looked up to uh, like the judges, and the first time I ever got to meet them was right as I walked on stage. I'm like, there they are. And I'm like starstruck, and I'm like, I have to tell jokes now. Yeah. I just want to look at you guys. <laughs> right. But yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Norm. Mm-hmm. Had you seen, have you ever seen Norm do, have you ever gone I to see Norm do, I haven't seen him live, but no. I listened to like his podcast and his, um, when he's on the radio, Tom yeah. Stern. It was interesting, uh, people's, seeing people's opinion of him on that show. Oh, they yeah. were very. He got torn apart. Yes. And it, I kind of felt bad because I, just from talking to him and reading his tweets, like he genuinely wanted to do a good job and was, I think, trying to be thoughtful, but I also just think, you have to come up with something different for every single person. And I'm sure they're told different things, like mm-hmm. try to say things that are, that we could use for different things. And I don't know. I, I thought he did good. I, I mean, I think, I think people noticed that he was, something was off because every single meet and greet we did, someone was like, what's Norm's deal? <laughs> We're just like, oh, he's just a funny dude. Just, he's <laughs> just a funny dude. Yeah. I, I did. I met him once when he was in town yeah. doing a show and I had the radio job yeah, and he cool. came in and I I just kind of gathered in my short interaction mm-hmm. like he's just kind of an odd guy. Yeah, just yeah. Kind of weird dude like we all are. Yeah. So yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. Nothing at all. It's good. It makes mm-hmm. the world interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but I do have a picture uh, I got a picture taken with him and he has a big stain on the front no of his way. sweatshirt. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I love it. I don't think he drives either. Hmm. I can't remember. I thought I heard that he doesn't drive. So let's talk about the, uh, so then, uh, you know, the part of the deal of being on the show is then, of course, you go on the tour. Yeah, that was like. How quick, how quickly did that start when the, after the show ended? Okay, so we stopped filming in like May. The, the show aired like end of July and went through September 9th and we left for the tour September 10th. Wow. So we got done, got on the, on a plane, flew up to Spokane, Washington, got on a tour bus and went down the coast and then up around into the midwest and up on the east coast so yeah it started right away wow i was so nervous at first like the first couple shows i was really nervous just because there were so many people and i didn't know if they'd want to hear jokes they'd heard on tv if they'd want to hear new stuff i didn't know if they were there to see me if were they there to see someone else were they there just because they like comedy but ended up just being awesome crowds yeah like the entire like it was, they were comedy fans. Like, yeah. if you're paying that much to see comedy, you're a comedy fan. And if it's, you're seeing five different people, like, yeah. How much time did you get, did everyone do? We each did 20 minutes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We did three comics and then intermission and then two more comics. And at first I was like, intermission? Oh man, that's going to ruin it. But it was actually great because you did intermission, you go out and you'd talk to people, meet with them. Oh, you would go out and, mm-hmm. oh, awesome. Yeah. I'd sell your stuff and hand out business cards. And then, uh, I've sold unicorns. And posters and CDs and just got to meet them and just seeing how excited they were was so fun. And then we come out at the end of the show too and meet with them too. And okay. we, most of us did it the entire tour. Like we would go and see them. We would go out there and talk to just talk to the fans. You know what's weird is Ian Bag was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I came and visited to see him right before the tour. Started, yeah, I think. yeah. And he 
must have said three words to me about that show. Oh, really? He, I don't think he really, I don't know. I think he was just nervous about it. I think, I don't think he, his agent talked him into doing it. He ended up doing really well and had really a great time. Really well. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think he's, he doesn't come off as someone who might, I don't know. He, I was surprised by that too. He, he didn't really care for the show that much, I don't think. Yeah. I kind of gathered that, but. But he did really. But he made him look great. Yeah, he looked great, and he while we were filming, he did great, and it was so fun to hang out with him. And then on the tour, like he was having fun, and and you know we were all loved the opportunity. But I don't know. I just comics are all weird. Like I like I think for us, it was like I don't know. He's older, I too. Like he's been doing comedy twenty years. Like not old though, he's forty or something like that. And maybe it just is weird to be doing the show with people who were like in their twenties, but yeah. I don't think that, I don't know, but we all had fun and he did great. We all did. It worked out for us. It didn't make us any of us look bad yeah. or anything like it's that. It's nice so. that, uh, they didn't, they let you sell your own stuff. Yeah. We got to sell our own stuff. Yeah. That's and really they, good. They told us we were only allowed to bring like two different things, like maybe like a CD, but nothing that comes in sizes, but I brought like a bunch of, I brought <laughs> Different colors of unicorns. I brought different, two different posters, three different colors of unicorns, and a CD. And I was like, I don't care. I'm selling stuff. Like, I, I want people to have my stuff. Yeah, remember yeah. me and be my best friend. <laughs> uh, and then what was the the traveling for the tour? What was that like? Well, we would get to a, a city, get to our hotel, get ready, then go to a meet and greet, like a VIP meet and greet thing where you would do like a Q and A take pictures and stuff oh. which was really cool you felt really famous doing that yeah doing pictures and q a and stuff people would ask like what's your favorite animal and they're like cats <laughs> it was fun something uh and then we would do the show and we'd get done around 10 and then after the show we'd have a few hours back in our hotel room just to like whatever watch tv regroup and then at 1 a.m we'd meet at the bus get in the bus drive through the night and then arrive in the morning either at like a parking lot waiting for the hotel to open up or at the hotel already get off the bus, go into the hotel, hang out in the hotel, get ready for the next show. Wow. It was like boom, boom, boom every single day, like different city, different state, being like, where am I? What's going on? <laughs> time to do a show. So the hotel was for the day time, not the night. The day time. That's yeah, we would sleep so in weird. them sometimes, but like last tour, I don't think they, they didn't get hotels at all the stops and comics were like, no, 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 no. I need my own room. And I agree. It was like, I couldn't do it if I didn't have my own place just to shower. And right. Because normally bands get to a venue, they shower at the venue oh, in okay. the theaters. Sure. And that's just what they're used to. Yeah. But comics are like, uh-uh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm just shower in a public <laughs> restroom. Right. I guess it's not public, but... Uh, my uh, my wife uh, is a fan of yours from oh, seeing cool. you here, and then even more so from yeah. seeing you on TV last oh, that's summer. So cool. And so uh, when I told her I was going to talk to you this week, she was all excited. And oh, I was like, cool. well, "Give me some questions. What do you What do yeah. you want to ask her?" And this, of course, you, you'll know that this came from a woman. Yeah, she wanted to know what it was like going on the road for that long, being a newlywed. Oh yeah, being a newlywed. It was, it was interesting because I was nervous at first because like we just got married and then I'm like, bye, see you in three months going on the road with a bunch of comics. Right. Cities. Yeah. And, but it ended up like a- Alex came out and saw me like within the first week. He came out to a show. He drove up to a show we were doing in California. And then we, he flew out to Minnesota when I was doing that show. I saw him then. And then I saw him in Duluth. 
and they flew out to Boston, and then I saw him again oh, in wow. California. So he came out a bunch. So we maybe only went three weeks without seeing each other, which was hard. But at the same time, like, I he had nothing to worry about. So like, and I didn't, I wasn't worried about him. Right. But it was definitely just hard missing him. Yeah. And wishing he could be with for the whole tour mm-hmm. and like bring him on the bus with me. And he wished he could too. And I was like, he would have had probably more fun than I was because he likes to like party a little more than I do. Or he would have gone out drinking with Clayton and, and who went out a lot and okay. had fun. But I'll, surprisingly, like I didn't really drink. Either did Michael Palsack, Dominique, Ian. We didn't really drink. So it was, it, it was nice because I, like, I love beer pressure. Like, so, I'm like, sure, I'll do that. That sounds fun. <laughs> but I won't just do it on my own. So it's like, if everyone was drinking, I'm sure I would have been drinking more often. Okay. And also stock the bus with whatever you want. You're like, oh, I want hard ciders or I want this kind of beer. So we, I could have been drinking every gosh dang night, any hour of the day. Yeah. Whooping it up. But no, it was hard. But I think we found out that, okay, we can survive, you know, if I'm on the road a lot and uh, he was able to do his own thing at home and it was actually kind of nice because he was doing open mics and stuff and I think for him it was nice to be able to go without me because when I'm there I tend to be the social one and interact more with people but if he's on his own he has more opportunities just to Mm -hmm. make friends and get in on the scene and stuff like that so he was able to to get some work done very cool yeah very cool so now the tour's done tour's done about a couple weeks ago okay (laughs) That's a relief. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was ready to be done. Like after two months of it, I was like, "Okay, this was great." Next, yeah. <laughs> you know. But it was it was awesome, and I mean, we got paid for every show, so every extra show, I was like, "Sweet, gonna get you a even cooler Christmas present." <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. So what what uh, what is this year? What's what's coming up this year that you can this talk year, about? This um, year, I'm doing more shows, trying to do more college shows. Um, Booking gigs. I want to be a voice in a cartoon, so I'm trying to do that. Are you? Getting, I, are you? Have you had auditions? No, not yet, because I've just been on the road. Yeah. So it's like I haven't had any opportunities really. So this will kind of come up this year. And prior to that, like I've been pitching shows and writing shows, and kind of I want to do that and a little more of it too, be on the the other side of it. But okay, just kind of just. Not trying to plateau. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still uh, the punchline punch out thing punchline is kind of your out, thing, yep. right? Been doing that show now for like five years, I think. Yeah, so it's going on in LA and Minnesota, and that's been really fun. And I got to do that NBC CISO thing. They have their new network online. It's online, so it's like NBC's Netflix, and they're yeah. just launching Tell it. Tell me more about that. What did, so what did you get to do? I got to do a live comedy show. We each did like ten minutes. Everyone from the tour, I think, except it didn't work for Dominique's schedule, so Andy Smith filled in. But we did uh, a show, just all of us live, and it was on the network, and it was really cool. And so, I mean, if CISO takes off, which I think it's a great idea to have a separate, like, online network where you can have shows where you can just watch them when you want and not have to worry about a schedule. Yeah. Or waiting for it to come out later or using Hulu. So I got to do a comedy set on that. And I was nervous about that because, like, this is live and I can't ever take anything back. But it was really fun and it was really cool. And I I hope people check out CISO. So my set's on there. Okay. Yeah, I'll admit I haven't checked it out yet, but I have read about it. Yeah, I will. I will. That's really cool. Yeah. And uh, I, things like that are good because it gets me one step closer to, what do they call it, cutting the cable? Cutting. You yes, know? exactly. Because I haven't done that yet because mm-hmm. I'm under a contract with yeah, the satellite. So, yeah, or, me too. Uh, and uh, that, that's, my, that's my New Year's resolution, yeah, by the way, is to uh, cut, 
save money and from uh, an entertainment. Oh, yeah. for sure. Spend yeah. it more at Acme. Yeah. Yeah. Spend it more at my unicorn shop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have I have uh, two of your posters. Yeah, up that's so cool. In my house. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. I've got I designed some new ones too, so I've got two new. Unicorn posters. I have the I have the fancy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I read had hired a designer to re like make that fancy unicorn poster. So now it's like epic. Oh wow! Yeah, I'll give you. you Thank you. I have that one, and then the uh, good for you. Yeah, that one's fun too. (laughs) The hamster one. I know it's it's surprising because of the show. I was surprised. Like I do have like silly jokes, but I was surprised how many kids I have as fans. Like like little kids coming out. I bet. And then like it'd be like a grandma and her like. Eight-year-old granddaughter would come out, and they would just be like, "Hi, hi, can I get my picture with you?" And they were just shaking, and I'm like, "Yeah, of course." And they're just so sweet, and they're like, "Get a unicorn," and their and their grandma's just like, "Thank you so much. This is so great." And they're just kind of like, "We didn't know the show was going to be this dirty." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's not TV clean," because even I get dirtier too. So there's a bunch of people like, "Oh wow, this is different." But it, it's it was we kind of talked about it like. It was last comic standing unleashed because we, yeah, yeah. it was definitely dirty and more fun. Sure. It was way more fun. Sure. But, uh, it was really cool meeting the little kids. I mean, like, okay, maybe in 10 years, like, hopefully you're still my fan when you actually can, like, come to a show. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was really When cool. you have a job. When you have a job, get a job and come back. But it was really cool. Well, the unicorn, by selling unicorns, I mean, mm-hmm. that's perfect for, uh. Oh, yeah. And, like, I, it's you'd be surprised how many adults just like unicorns. Sure. Oh yeah. Like, I I mean I don't consider myself an adult, but I love unicorns. Tweener. I'm a grown up. That's what I say. <laughs> there I'm, you a, go. I'm a grown up. Yeah. And I'm looking at one of those unicorns right now. Yeah, on the I brought one. Table to show next you. to you. I brought my unicorn friend. That's a. Are they all pink? Like the, white and pink. White. There's three different colors: purple, pink, and white. Purple, pink, mm-hmm. and white. Yep. And we also made friendship bracelets for them, and they came with a download of my CD. So, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Let, hey, let's. Geez, let's talk about that. Yeah, my CD came out through Rooftop Records, and it came out in September, like right as the finale was airing. Yeah, like great timing. Before. Yeah, it was really cool. And um, it was like a dream of mine to have a CD, so it was really cool to get that, to meet that milestone. Yeah. Now, I was looking at the Andy Smith. Com- yes. She did the like comic, Andy Smith? Yeah, yeah. She does graphic design for Rooftop. Okay. Yeah. And she did the cover. Right? Yeah, I she helped with the cover. Yeah, I laid it out and she kind of gave gave the finishing touches. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, because I do graphic design too, so we yeah, kind of collaborated. Right. And uh, she helped with the back too. She had to airbrush out. There was a unicorn wiener on the back, so I had her airbrush that out. <laughs> An accidental or no? Just deliberate? the image we used had a unicorn wiener, and I was like, "How about we make the unicorn a woman?" Because <laughs> like, that's just I don't need people have to look at that. <laughs> I drew some in on some CDs, though. Perfect. It's <laughs> like, okay, you're right. We'll put it back. Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's Unleashed. perfect. Yeah, and she was on the show, too. Yes. Very funny. She's hilarious. I love her. And they did a cool background story of her with her daughter, and that was so fun. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. She had, she has been on this podcast before. We had a really fun time. Yeah. Oh, she's great. What was it like when they followed you to Minnesota? So fun. And recorded you. I mean, yeah. My whole family was so excited. My mom cleaned the house. <laughs> we right. bought tons of stuffed animals, and they recorded a bunch. How much like, preparation did you, did you have for that? And- they kind of just asked a little bit about me, and um, then they came out. So they came out after I was married, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, we were still in- engaged. 
So it might have been right before I got married. It was busy. I don't remember. Right. It happened. Yeah. I don't remember when <laughs> when they were here. You threw a ham. Yes, they, the that was their idea. They had so many ideas. And I was like, let's do it. They're like, this is cool. Because like, I was like, I'm cool. It's whatever. We put stuffed animals on leashes and took them for a walk. I jumped in a giant pile of stuffed animals. We were like out on the boat. We were fishing. Uh, we had like dinner with my grandpa who was there and talked to him about comedy because he's like 96, oh, 95. Imagine and, what he thinks of this I know. Whole well, thing. I asked him who his favorite comedian was. And he said, oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, I like that uh, Bob Hope. We're like, oh, I meant me. And he was like, oh, I didn't know you were a comedian. <laughs> and I was like, Grandpa. But he's like, oh, I just thought you you told Joe. I didn't know you were. And I was like, it's okay, Grandpa. <laughs> but it was really funny talking to him. <laughs> and Bob Hope is dead. And Bob Hope is dead. <laughs> Sorry, Grandpa. Pick a new one. <laughs> At least make a living one. Yeah. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, and I'm uh, I'm impressed at how you're still keeping up with putting tons of jokes on your websites oh yeah i try to do 10 new jokes a week um i have a bunch i just forgot to post but yeah i try to do that i love writing jokes yeah so the tricky part is telling them because a lot of times they're just not funny so you don't know till you tell them <laughs> but it's fun it, it seems obvious yet you know there's a got to be a fear of like everyone's gonna think this is dumb it does suck because you want the jokes to go good but you also have to realize, like, some of them are so dumb that you're just like, you, you feel bad. You're like, I know. I, why do I think this is funny? I don't know. I don't know why I think this is funny, <laughs> but I'm just going to try it out. Okay. Because I get so surprised. Like, literally, almost all my jokes, I try them out and then people laugh and I'm like, really? Okay. Cause you just never know. Yeah. But it is, it's cool to see, like, what makes people laugh. And a lot of times you just don't really know. How good of a judge is your husband on your? Act. He's pretty good. Like if he likes one of my jokes, then I'm then I, I think it has a better chance of making it. Like if he really likes it, and uh, I also my friend or my cousin Trista, she used to be the she used to help me out a lot there too. Okay, I would have her read it, and if she would like laugh because she laughs e- easier than most people, so it was really good for my confidence boost to get mm-hmm. her just read them all and just laugh. And actually, sometimes before I go on stage, I read a joke aloud to myself, and then I go ha ha ha. And then I tell it. Again, it works. Like, it makes me like, okay, yeah. I think hearing laughter and associating it with the joke. Okay, I know. I'm crazy. But <laughs> that works. If it works, why not? It works. It uh, absolutely. Does. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you keeping in uh, – how is the Minnesota scene in California right now? It's good. I'm trying to convince everyone to move. So, so uh, it's really fun. And it's cool that we have this club to come back to, too. So yeah. it's alive and well, mm-hmm. I think. How are the, uh, I'm always curious on how the living conditions are in California. <laughs> yeah. I know money doesn't go quite as far as it well, goes Well, no, here. but I'm, we're able to, like, we're paying like 1275 for a two bedroom apartment, uh, two bathrooms, a pool, and a parking spot. Yeah. So it's like, we're, you can find. I guess you did find one. Yeah. So we did. Stuff, beer is more expensive. Like gas is more expensive. Everything is more expensive. And also there aren't like paid gigs, that, like very many. Like some people can get them, but. You can't really make a living doing stand-up out there unless you're traveling to do it, which is kind of what I do. Yeah. I just kind of travel and do gigs on the road. But it is weird because you want to try to submerge yourself in it, but you kind of either need to have money saved up or have a day day job. Yeah. So it's different. It's a different experience here because I think you can kind of keep afloat by doing doing more. There's so many clubs around here. Right. And within like driving distance and – it's more cost effective. Uh, maybe I've asked you before. When's the last time you had a day job? 
Walmart. I that, worked at Walmart. That was in it. Two thousand five. <laughs> Well, other than that, I do freelance graphic design. But yeah, and even then it was a, I worked night, third shift. Yeah. So it wasn't even like a typical day job. But I kind of decided early on that I didn't want a day job. I saw on your site, uh, uh, there's some t-shirts too. Oh yeah, you can get t-shirts online. I don't print them, but people can go and take a design that I your have. Your designs. My designs. And then pick any color, any size, any style of shirt, and then put on mugs or bed sheets or whatever. So <laughs> that's kind of what, how I Has do. anyone put it on bed sheets? No, but people have put them on backpacks oh. and um, yeah, mugs and notebooks and stuff like that on Redbubble. Yeah, Redbubble. Nice. Do you ever keep? Um, do you ever keep like the write-ups about you? Like if it's you're in the paper, or... I've got I've got some newspaper stuff kind of kept together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. It's fun. Yeah. It's still it's really cool. It's still cool. Yeah, I I I'm gl- I'm glad that you said that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and on the road too, and on all the cities we would do, we were doing interviews a lot. We were doing a lot of radio interviews and paper, newspaper interviews. So we would we kept those too. And some of them are, I just asked them to mail them to my mom. Oh, cool. So she's getting them. Yeah, very cool. Now I joked before we started recording uh, about Seattle. Yeah. Do you yeah, 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 have, yeah. Yeah, okay, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, you were like, you were right off Kermit to POs, and I was like, I could actually talk about Seattle Seahawks because on like. The second gig we did, we were in Seattle. Maybe it was the third, but it was early on in the tour. It was super early on because it was the beginning of the NFL season. And I'm a huge Vikings fan, huge Vikings fan. And this was the first year I was going to miss watching the games at home. Like I paid for the NFL package and I was gone. I was so pissed. I was like, I paid in advance. That's how big of a fan you are. Yes. I paid for it in advance. Nice. And I'm not even going to be there. And I was like, I can't just not let my husband use it. So I left it so he could still watch Sunday Ticket and watch all the Vikings games from California. But anyways, the Vikings were playing the 49ers on Monday. and Oh, yeah, that was real early. Yes. And then I was doing Seattle on – because that was the first game. I was, I was doing a show in Seattle on Sunday, the day before. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks had lost, and I knew that. And I went on stage, though, and I was just like – did my set, joking on, I have some football jokes, but then I made a joke like, you know, the Vikings are, they haven't lost a single game this season. And just because I was talking about how I was a Vikings fan, they were kind of like, oh, they, they know we're not that great of a team or whatever yeah. at the time. We're pretty cool now. <laughs> but I was like, the Vikings haven't lost a single game. They were like, boo. They just started like rumbling. And then I was like, how did the Seahawks do today? And they just all just started booing, like, <laughs> boo, boo. And then I just loved it. I was just like, oh my God, you guys. You oh they lost oh I didn't know that oh, oh and they were just freaking out like so mad. This doesn't sound was, like you at all. No, I know because I just thought it would be silly. I wasn't like oh yeah, of course they're gonna be super mad. But then it just made me laugh. And then all like the people comedians are in the wings and they're laughing and they're like Andy no don't <laughs> what are you doing? So then I just told the joke where I kind of I about how much I love the Seattle Seahawks and talked about like how good their players are. But even that, they're like, we don't even want to hear about it. Like, we don't care mm-hmm. if you're t- saying positive things. We don't want you to talk about them at all. No, no, no. And then I got off the stage. <laughs> I got booed another time, too, and I asked a little kid if he wanted to tell jokes. This was in Kentucky. And he was like, because he, he'd been at the meet and greet, and I was like, do you want to tell a joke? And he was like, he's like, I don't know. And his dad's like, say something. So I held the mic out, and he went, go, Kentucky! Right? And everyone freaked out because they're like, boo, boo, go Cardinals, boo. Because I didn't know there's this huge rivalry. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, what's he talking about? He just <laughs> loves his state. And you guys love birds. I'm so confused right now. 
But I was like, I can't believe you're booing this poor kid. And everyone was just booing. And then, and then afterwards, they're like, just don't talk about sports. Just don't even. Cause, That's funny. Because I, I don't know. I'm used to a Vikings fan. I'm not used to a whole group of people just booing because you talk about not liking the Vikings. Like, people would be on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, since we're recording this, uh, yeah. you know, it's still 2015, but we're not going to, you mm-hmm. know, we're not going to put this out until, uh, you know, like we talked about in third week of 2016. Yeah. Predict where the Vikings are, where, what are oh. people are listening right now in the Vikings are done playing, uh, oh. on the way to the Super Bowl. On the way to the Super Bowl, I cleared off. I told people, like, my, anyone who schedules stuff or any clubs, everything, I'm just like, I can't work that Sunday because that's the Super Bowl and I'm, I'm go. I'm gonna watch the Super Bowl, and it's gonna be the Vikings. <laughs> like, I mean, I know it's a long shot, but I just feel like this year is gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. It's just gonna work out. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. The Super Bowl, I think, is the seventh of February. February. No, it's the eighth. Okay. Fifth. No, it's the seventh. It's the seventh. And um, yeah, I'm planning on that. I've got a party planned. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. So obviously, moving to California was a great thing for you. No regrets. Yeah. Like when I first moved out, like the first few months, I was like, "Oh God, why did I do this?" Like, like uh, my family's back home. I miss them. Like this is really hard. Mm-hmm. Like this is expensive. Like I didn't. I you know it just was just. I was like, I'm just doing shows and open mics. Like nothing's happening. But then I obviously held it out. But then September, so I'd only been living there for nine months, and then I got to audition for the show. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. A couple of months later, I got another audition. A couple of months later, I got another, and then I'm on it. So I was like, just move to L.A., and within nine months, you know, you'll your dreams will start coming yeah, true. exactly. <laughs> it worked out really good. I got really lucky. That's awesome. Yeah, I, things w- aligned. Was uh was being on TV on Last Comic, was that your first national TV yeah, thing? Yeah, first national TV thing. And yeah. like- and it was cool because I was I would have been happy, and everyone who's done it, they're happy with just being in the first round, uh-huh. being shown. Yeah, and they're happy with making it to the next round. And every single round is just is so good for your career. It's just and just getting exposure on that level and just having that credit. So and like I didn't even I really didn't care if I won or not. Like obviously I wanted to, but I was just like part of me would just rather just <laughs> lay low, get in the top five, and. Be able to focus on. I can tell you, I. It doesn't. Obviously, you know this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who won. We, no. I was talking to my wife the other mm-hmm. day, and I was convinced. I was convinced that uh, well, I knew you didn't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that, and I couldn't remember his last name. I was like, "No, it was that Michael." Michael Palzak. I was yeah. like, "He won." That's so funny. And then she goes, "No, I think it was the black guy." Yeah. I go, "No." Isn't huh? that funny? I go, "Maybe. Oh, maybe it was." I had to look online. I couldn't no. remember. But I and, watched every episode. And then in all the yeah, and all the shows we'd went to too, people would ask us who won. Yeah. Because even if they saw it. Yeah. Because it's like to them it's not necessarily as important. And this year it was a shorter season, so there was yes. less time to root for one person mm-hmm. and really hope that they made it because it happened so fast. Yeah. So to the audience it doesn't necessarily matter that much. It does matter to the comedians because winning is a far cry from I guess the top five. Like they he got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, this development deal. He's booked through like two thousand seventeen. Like Oh wow. Yeah, it's definitely different. But like Ian Bag and Dominique, they're already booked through this year and they're all like they're for them, like they're they're just gonna get paid more. Yeah. And like they're now they have all these new fans and that's what's important too. Yeah. Just new fans and new exposure and that's what they, they talked about too. And like now it's like I can do more clubs and I can I have a manager and an agent. So it's like 
that's everything I wanted. So now it's like your dreams come true. Then you're like, oh yeah, that done. Like you still, right, like, I made right, it on right. TV. But at one point, I was like, man, if I can just MC at Acme, that's all I ever want. In college. Yeah, all I ever want in life. That's all I wanted. And then I happened it. Then like, we oh. celebrate that here when yeah. people make it to MC. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing. And then you just keep thinking like there's just more and more and more. So it's fun being in comedy because it is like a video game. There's always new levels you can reach, and you really can work hard to make things happen. And, uh, I mean, you have to sacrifice a lot, too. Like, it's hard. It's not easy. But uh, I think it's worth it. <laughs> Did you spend enough time with Dominique to find out if she has a last name? She does. She does. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know a lot about her. Me and her, we're, we hung out a ton. She's my bunkmate. Um, and she, she's joined our bowling league. Me and Michael and Dominique are on a bowling league. Really? And, That's awesome. Um, Clayton still lives in Atlanta. But, like, Ian invited us over for Christmas and uh, we're all like pretty close. I mean, we lived on a bus together, so we're all pretty close. And Dominique was like, "Yeah, let's go to a game together." And we're making plans, so it was you, awesome. You didn't go out and get drunk and get matching tattoos or no. anything like that. I tried to tried to get matching tattoos, but no, I I I had a lot of fun. I decorated the bus. <laughs> of uh, course. <laughs> yeah, I made music videos. If you go on Instagram, I have a bunch of the fun that we did. Yeah, it was fun. It's like. Com- like a comedy tour, like a comedy festival, but just for three months. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it was. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I have one more thing I want to talk to you okay, about. Okay, cool. Here. This is um, this is from, uh, you've heard of newspapers, right? This is a, mm-hmm. from a newspaper. I think I have the newspaper app. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, this is, is like the a app? real thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've been sitting on this one for a while, and you are the okay. perfect person. Okay, cool. I'm going to change the names uh, here. This is a, a letter to Dear <clears throat> Addie. Okay. All right. Dear Addie. Addie with D's. Yep. I'm just going to read what she got here. And I'm, you're going to play the role of uh, Dear Addie. Okay. All right. My calico cat Rosie. See, <laughs> mm-hmm. You like it already. That's yeah. good. My calico cat Rosie seems to be fixated on my next door neighbor, Ron. Every morning, Rosie grooms herself for an hour, then jumps in the window to watch for Ron to go for his morning run. She sits there until Ron comes out of his house. He exercises a lot and has kept himself in shape, while I admit I have let myself go. As soon as she sees him, Rosie starts purring. I have to say that I resent this. I provide her with room and board, and I brush her regularly. But while I'm doing it, she watches the window intently and then bolts to look out the post to to see if Ron is appearing. I bought new window treatments, which she scratched her way through, damaging the blinds and shades. Yeah, right? Filling her food dish strategically before Ron goes out doesn't deter her either. I love my cat, but I feel she is being unfaithful. <laughs> what should I do? And by the way, this is signed by this a uh, a guy wrote this in. Okay, it says I'm. P.S. I'm happily married. My wife thinks I'm crazy, and Rosie has been fixed. He <laughs> added that. That's so crazy. Okay, Addie, what's your okay. advice for uh, well, Ron here, whatever his name was? Well, first of all, is, or no, Ron's the neighbor. Is Ron the neighbor cat? <laughs> That's really the only thing that makes sense. The cat comes home, works out. I get why Rosie would want to look. Did you change the name of the cat too? No. Uh-uh. Oh, what? That's not fair. <laughs> oh no. Needs some anonymity. Oh no. I mean, uh, no. Uh, I mean, princess. You're gonna <laughs> princess. Oh, oh, I didn't know. Oh, never mind. I was like, I didn't know girl cats could get fixed. Oh, yeah, they can. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have one, and yeah. we did. Yes. Well, okay. I think you need to let the cat have more friends. It's not fair that the cat can't have more friends. Maybe you should get another cat. Also, 
um, don't give your cat to my mom because my mom gave her cat away to the pizza delivery guy. <laughs> For payment or? I think so. Trade? Barter? We were, I teased her about it because she, it was her office cat and the pizza delivery guy came in and was just like, oh, what a cute cat. And I was like, oh, like. Are you looking for a cat? And he's like, oh, yeah, I would love a cat. And my mom gave it to him. That's not how that works. I know. I was so <laughs> mad. But she'd been wanting to get rid of it for a while because I guess, I don't know if you know this, but the cat was so cute, it lowered productivity at the office. Uh, Everyone was playing with it. It was knocking stuff over. It was so <laughs> dang cute that they got rid of it. So I guess Rosie or Princess just needs to be happy that their parents don't get, just give it away to Ron. So I think Rosie's good. That To have a jealous dad is good. Yeah. Because you want someone who loves them. And uh, also, you want someone who knows that they're calico instead of a different color because that shows something. Yeah. Because normally it doesn't really matter what their fur is. People just love their cats, but this person knows the name of the fur. Yeah. I just found out that we have a tortoise uh, yeah, designed you didn't, cat. Oh, I thought you were going to say I just found out we had a turtle. No. And I'm like, oh, you didn't know you had a turtle. Yeah. No, the, that's another name, like mm. calico tor- tortoise okay. something. Yeah. I never knew that. We have a cat now. I know. I make fun of my husband because he just talks about how my cat just looks like a normal, like a regular cat. He's like, I couldn't pick the cat up out in a lineup. <laughs> and I was like, why is our cat a criminal? Like, <laughs> I was like, she's just a normal looking cat. Have you seen the, um, there's a website, or I'm sure it still exists. Yeah. Uh, cats that look like Hitler. Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> that's what I- Have you seen a website where all you do is rate pictures of cats? People submit cats and you just... It's just like hot or not, but for cats. <laughs> I love that website. You want to know what's great? It's to go with the ugliest cats and just look at them and just laugh. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. And the cute cats, it's a bucket of fun. Yeah. I think I have a link to it on my website. Love it. One of my ads is the cat website. I mean, they don't advertise, but I advertise for them just for not for free. <laughs> just for good vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a ton of cat fans and cat friends. Yeah. And people come up to me, like, I was, when I was at the state fair this summer, someone came up to me and just went, meow, 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 meow. And I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, oh, right. But in fairness, that was like while the show was still on. Yeah, right? while the show was still on. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I've had, I've had people come up to me and just say, like, you're the cat lady. Like, when we were at the bar the other day for the, uh, watching the Vikings game, a woman came up to me and was like, you're the cat lady. I love cats. Like, people really, cat people connect to other cat people. Mm-hmm. They just love like cat people are the best but you're like can we come up with a different term besides yeah, cat lady I'm not a cat lady I'm a kitten woman <laughs> kitten woman <laughs> I like meow 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 <laughs> Andy is there anything else we should be mentioning anything coming up or anything oh, you want to promote well, obviously man. your album is available yep. on iTunes and yep. everywhere yep. your website you can find it yep, yep. Uh, album uh, Twitter I have a blog where I rate images of unicorns called unicorn ratings .tumblr.com. I Love think it. you can even go to just unicornratings.com. I'm not sure if it directs there. I rate unicorns. Because um, someone has to. Yeah, I do. I love it. There's there's some really good images out there. Uh, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, be my friend. Come out to, well, Sai's in town this week. Come out and see Sai. <laughs> I know. Come out and bring stuffed animals and sit in the front row. <laughs> and tell him, tell him that you love cats. And bring Sai, um, I don't know, what what does Sai like to, to like eat or drink? He doesn't take candy from strangers, so don't bring him candy. Oh. Actually, try to give him candy and see if he'll take it. And if he does, let me know, because he told me he doesn't take candy from strangers. Okay. He won't take candy from me. 
Sometimes he will, but sometimes he'll wait and see if someone else eats it first. Anyways, go watch Psy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, support comedy, everyone. Just Absolutely. Comedy everywhere. Absolutely. And be nice to every, everyone and be, be, follow your dreams. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, Yes, and I, I definitely encourage you if you're not already follow um, Andy on Twitter. She's mm-hmm. very funny and gives jokes out for free. Yeah, free jokes. Yeah, Andy, this has been good. Yeah, how much time did we do? I don't know. Uh, can, uh, I feel like we went over. No. Oh, good. Leave this in. Have her question why we. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was it. Thank you. Okay, perfect. Continued success, my friend. And now it's officially.